Hello, sports fans, and welcome to this week's episode of Pub Talk Rugby League. Uh, a bit of a COVID-filled podcast today because I, as you probably can hear from my voice, is a little bit sick with the old COVID, and uh, some of my fellow hosts are also a little bit under the weather. Uh, Smokes? Mate, there's only one case of corona you should be getting into, and it's not the sickness, it's the beer. So get yourself better soon, my friend, and we'll make this one a quick one for you. And the principal. Maybe that's what happened with the rest this weekend. They were coming off some sickness. Too many coronas. They, their referee was very sick. He's they gone around. Drunk. It was like a sick around. joke, actually. We could pause. Oh! Oh! It's disease riddled. Okay, I like it. All right, all right. Well, let's uh, get into it. We've got a couple of games we want to talk about, and then some more to sort of like quickly <laughs> skip over. Uh, Smokes, you see Eagles versus Storm. What what happened there? I thought Storm was a lock in. I I only saw the highlights of this because I was um uh, actually had a rare date night, which was good. Kids were being looked after and whatnot. But um yeah, uh, Manly blew them away. What what a crazy crazy. I mean, Munster was ruled out, and then uh, I think Melbourne got like four tries or something in the last seven or eight minutes and, and got back to within six. So it was a pretty crazy finish and a close scoreline, but I think Manly were always well on top. Yeah, Manly sort of took their foot off the pedal a bit and mm. Melbourne just, just came a little bit back. too much. <laughs> it, it was a it, it was a great um it was a great sort of ten, fifteen minutes from the storm. It was great to watch. Mm. You sort of thought the game was over. I was tempted to even turn the T V off and then all of a sudden Storm scored a few. It actually made it pretty interesting. So it's um, but yeah, Manly are really good in that game, and Storm were just a bit off the pace. And uh, Knights versus Titans, Knights. Yeah, Edric Lee Lincoln. five tries, and I think the other winger or centre got three. And it also marks it? the end of uh, Justin Holbrook's career, I think. Yeah, in, he's just about done, Titans, isn't he? Titans career, I think, because yeah. uh, that that was poor. They they should have been. Well, and now uh, there, there was a send off too, wasn't there? Jared Wallace got sent off in this game, uh, which is fair enough. I mean, it was actually a spear tackle, unlike what we're going to talk about in the next game. All right, so moving right along, uh, Penrith Panthers versus Sydney Roosters. Panthers, handing it nicely think, to old. I think this was the best refereeing performance I've seen all year. It was fantastic. The Roosters deserved everything they got. Yeah. <laughs> How good was it just seeing Trent Robinson squirm and whinge and <laughs> complain and, and go full Ricky on the, the in the press conference? It was fantastic. Um, I, I, thought it, I thought it was very fair. You know what? You know, Roosters have copped all these 50-50 calls. They finally gave a struggling team a go, and now they go and whinge about it. What are they? What are they whinging about? Come on! Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, this is uh, <laughs> just a uh, you know the start of some poor refereeing decisions in this game. And you know, Panther. It was it was a pretty close game, really. You know, and mm. you would say that the refereeing probably did influence the result a little bit. Um, yep. But, I think I read yeah, somewhere so, that they're being like losing their origin um, responsibilities because of that bad game of refereeing. Right? That's that's a bad story three or four. Oh, okay, so sorry. sorry. <laughs> we'll get there. But you are right. You did read it. I did read it um, somewhere else. But, I'm sure I read it earlier this morning. Anyway, yeah. Uh, but yeah, this this game put the Roosters into a, a world of hurt again because they're um they're you know they really need to to try and snag a win over the yeah. last the past few weeks and they haven't been able to do that yet. Um, so they're really under pressure now. They've got to win 
most well, of their remaining lost, games to get. I think they've lost four in a row, haven't they? Four in a row now, which is a problem for them, and it's been up against good teams. But um, look, let's be fair, Ekam. I mean, we'll, we'll give the phantom a bone here. The refereeing was disgraceful. Uh, that penalty, like Roosters had spent the, pretty much the whole half tackling. They're only down by two. It was very admirable. That penalty for the dangerous tackle, the the lifting tackle. I think it's the worst penalty I've ever seen in my life. I, I, he was on his knees. The tackler, that is, was on his knees. It was pretty much a textbook around the legs tackle. And he's given that dangerous tackle. That was, and then, of course, Penrith scored two tackles later. And then the second half wasn't much better. Um, the Roosters copped a sin bin, which I thought was a bit rubbish. Um, Joey Marner got called offside when he rushed up to put a really great hit on to inspire his team. He got penalised. A few tackles later, they got another penalty, and then they got the go-ahead try. Um, and the amount of times that the referee... Robinson was right about this. The amount of times the referee called out Cleary and Isaiah Yo for being offside but never actually penalised for them, the referees need to learn something. They are not coaches. They are referees. They do not need to call players out if they are offside. If they are offside... Let them be offside and penalise them. It's crap. It's giving the team an unfair advantage. Like, they've, they've gone offside. No, no, don't make the tackle because you're offside. Well, no, don't tell them that. Let them make the mistake and penalise them. It's, uh, I've always been surprised that they'll, you know, name players and tell them get back onside. Yeah. Because it's impossible to be consistent with that. They're never going to be able yeah. to do that the whole game. Exactly. But then they, they pick out players and go, you know, it was, I, I remember... That was one thing I, I really noticed in the game was just the amount of times, you know, the Penrith players got called out by name. It was yeah. the same few every single time. They were pushing the, the boundaries a bit and they got told, you know, they basically got a warning and they, they didn't get the, mm. you know, they got the chance. So, yeah, it's, yeah, just, it's, it's I know you're breaking the rules, but I'm going to give you a pre-warning so that you don't get penalised for it. Well, that's it's stupid. Like, I'm going to give you this warning. I'm probably going to give you five more warnings. Then I'm yeah. going to give you a final warning. Then maybe I'll think about actually penalising you. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's pretty much how it goes, I think. But it was yeah, anyway. and then towards the end of the game too, when the Roosters were trying to mount a, a last minute comeback, um, I think it was Nat Butcher threw the pass off the ground. His arm never hit the ground, um, and he got penalised saying that your arm was on the ground, and that that ended it as a contest. There, yeah? that that ended the Roosters' final charge. So look, I look, I don't feel sympathy for Phantom or the Roosters because screw them. But it was terrible refereeing. Jared Sutton's useless, seriously. Uh, moving on to the Bulldogs and the Sharks. I saw one photo of this, and all I could say is it looked wet. It was played in mud, and that's why the scoreline was so low, I think. Um, Cronulla are always pretty comfortable, I think. Um, very hard to score points in those conditions. They did enough. I think that's all. Yeah, the ground, the, the ground was poor, wasn't it? It was poor insane. Condition. <clears throat> when you looked at that ground and... You looked at some of the other ones, say the the Wollongong Stadium. Mm. Um, that was in much better condition with similar similar rainfall. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. yeah, it was a bit interesting that one. All right, uh, and then Smokes North oh. Queensland versus your Broncos. Oh dear, oh dear, Brisbane. It's the worst the Broncos have played since the Warriors beat us. It really was. And you know the thing is, the, the Cowboys are a very good football team this year. They are going to be very hard to beat in the finals. But I don't even think they were that particularly great. I think we made them look a lot better than they were on the night. They're, even at halftime, we're down by two points, but we weren't playing well. It, and I, I remember thinking, like, if the Cowboys get the first try, and even if they just get a six or eight point lead, we're done because we're not playing good football. We mounted a little bit of a comeback late in the second half, but it was never realistically on. 
a couple of our guys went okay. And and look, it, it didn't help that our fullback got injured early in the in the first half because then we had to reshuffle a few guys, which can throw you sink out. But it doesn't explain defensive lapses. It doesn't explain the amount of errors we were making, which was just very unlike us this season. So many errors. I think our completion rate at one point was about 58%. It improved a little bit late in the game, but... Not very good. Adam Reynolds had a very rare night off with his kicking. He was well off his game. You know, being out for so many like for so many weeks in a row probably probably didn't help that. Uh, but he was off. Um, thought Ezra Mann was good. Cobo was really strong when he went back to fullback as well. And Corey Oates again. He's having such a good year. So so happy to see him playing well. But um, yeah, uh, the Cowboys they, they they were good enough to to do us in. I mean, the Cowboys are top of the ladder, or like top three. They're very good team. Very good team. Hard to beat. Um, Look, one thing though, as bad as the Broncos played, it's actually the most points that the Cowboys have conceded in a game this year. So that sort of made me think. Well, geez, if we played anywhere half decent, we could really have put some more on. Um, Yeah, and we we didn't get a lot of ball in in their in their danger zone at all for the whole match. Uh, it, was a, it was almost a bit like watching Origin 2. Like, we kept it close for a long while, but because we were just giving, getting no territory or, or possession or up the road in the field, eventually the opposition piled the points on. And that's what the Cowboys did, and they're a good team. And you know, I, Look, I, I think the Broncos will bounce back pretty quickly from that. Um, whether that's this week, though, with a 1,000 guys out, we'll see. I was going to say, are they even playing this week? Because there's a bunch of buys on the Broncos. Dragons We've got... We've got 11 players missing this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, and then what have we got? The Rabbitohs and the Eels. Latrell Mitchell finally came back. What a great game back too. He was really good. Um, really made such a huge difference to what that football team can do. He is a, a hell of a player for them. Yeah, he didn't He didn't need too much of a, a warm, you know, warming into the game. He sort of... Straight back into it, so it shows you. Yeah, that it was. It'll be. It's probably. It's good news for the Rabbitohs. You know, if he can hit the ground running straight away, rather it than taking that couple of games from the sideline in that. Yeah, wet that was impressive. Well. Wasn't he it? was yeah. nailing it. He's got a hell of a boot on him, and now he was. He was good. South is so much more fluent with the ball when when he's in that lineup, and again the Eels they they seem to just struggle to put those consistent performances together. Oh, I was very happy. It kept us ahead of the Eels. So thank you, South Sydney. Thumbs up from me. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then we've got New Zealand Warriors beating West Tigers. West Tigers only getting two points. Uh, homecoming for the Warriors. Yeah, the um, well New Zealand and, Warriors and, went home. That's it. They went home, and, and that's what we said. And they, they performed in front of their sellout crowd. I mean, they, they, it was the Tigers, albeit, but they kept them tryless, so good on them. They needed a win. They haven't had one for a while, so good on them. Yep, and then Dragons versus Raiders, uh, Principal. <laughs> oh, I can actually, I can actually feel the heat coming off the monitor right now. He's so you know, fired up. I'm still not. You know, Raiders will lose in controversial circumstances, or they just played terribly. You know, it takes me, you know, about it. You know, the afternoon or the day to get over. <laughs> Very rarely on a Wednesday am I still like still raw, right? <laughs> and I just. I looked at my phone and I just see some more things about referees and I just see red. Oh, this is... Oh, you know what? How stupid am I for watching this <laughs> game constantly, right? I don't know why I still support the NRL. Just far out. It's just constantly happened. Twice this year it's happened to the Raiders. Just outright mistakes. It's just, you know, the, the Matt Lodge one, 
the ref saw that it wasn't, you know, a penalty, but then the bunker stuffed up and they shouldn't have even got involved. This time, Ben Hunt dared the referee three times to bloody mm. call him out for a professional foul. The first, you know, it got more professional foul. Like, the, you know, the first one he was offside, not a professional foul, six again. The second one, that flop, the tackle was complete. Then he just decided to belly flop on him. And then the mm. tackle went on and again for probably another five seconds after that, after the you know, tackle was complete, mm. to slow it down so Raiders couldn't... Like, that's a professional foul. That's no different to if a, a player makes a break and the player holds the player down for that extra bit of time for the, for the team to get back on side. So I saw that no different to anything like that. So that professional foul, Simbin, straight away. Mm. And then, you know, we've debated it. We've got different different opinions on the it was was he square at marker. I can't see how he would have been square at marker. He got out so quick. He, I mean he was sort of mm. maybe mm. had one foot aligned with the other player's outside foot. I have no idea, but he was no yeah. way you know, and I think they've conceded that one was And I can I can accept that upon further viewings. I, it was close. I, I can accept yeah. if they if they've officially decided no, he was not square, I could I could live with that, absolutely. Like I think I even said the other night, I said look I think it was pretty close to the last one, the, the, the B square. But if they'd penalised it, I wouldn't have argued it. Like, yeah. it was, you know, especially on the back of, as you said, offside and then the flop. Um, and look, the fact is, ben, ben Hunt knew what he was doing. He damn well knew it. And he played it. He took the ref on and he won. The ref, it's, it's not like the ref knew he it was, you know, didn't realise the offside. The ref called six again from the offside. Yeah, right? exactly. That, yeah, yeah. So, First offence. Then he did the second offence, literally, you know, 10 seconds later, five seconds later. Then he did the next one, probably another five seconds. So three in a row. Yeah, the ref's just on, you know, on another yep. planet. It just, um, yeah, it was, it was a hard one to take. So it's been basically, you know, that Simbin should have been Simbin. They would have gone mm. into extra time. It was right in front of the goalpost. Then you've got the, With, the man Without advantage. Ben Hunt. Without Ben yeah. Hunt, Dragons yep. would have won. Their main go-to, yeah, absolutely. And, I don't and, care what, and, what anyone says. Raiders would have no, won look, that. I, I think I think you're probably right. They would have taken something extreme for you to lose. But there are other issues in that game too. I mean, there was one about 10 minutes before that where Canberra, they were about 45 out. They put up a one of those midfield bombs. The Dragons fullback went to catch it. He dropped it. And then the winger yeah. who was in front of him then that ran to him and picked it up. And I, Elliot Whitehead went straight to the referee when he called us and said, that's a penalty, he's offside. And the referee goes, no, no, because he's already gone past the point where he dropped it, so therefore it's put him onside. No, he didn't. The ball went in front of him. It was saturated wet. The ball then didn't bounce backwards. It stopped dead in its tracks, which means the guy who picked it up had to be offside. He couldn't be anywhere but offside. How they can get such fundamentals wrong, and that's another one that would have put them at twelve all because it was yeah. right, right near the sticks. Um, well, the, it's just silly um, things like that. It's like, just you know, no I don't know how. Game. I don't know how Whitehead would have controlled himself by the end of the game. The amount of times he went oh, up to the ref, human. the ref completely ignored what he was saying, or he just told some sort of spin story about why he justified his penalty. It's mm. just you know what? It's just. The NRL make it yeah. impossible for the refs to get these things right. This six again, I've, how long have I said I just hate, it's not just because of this game. This six again, I just, I can't stand it. There's got to be a better it's way. Too, there's it's too much ruin the game. consistencies with it. It's just ruin um, the game. Just, you what know, I, just, what yeah. yeah. Oh, no, you go, you go. No, just, it's just, this is your moment. you know, it gives, 
gives refs, they just, it's so much up to, you know, they go through their process, they're trying to figure out what it is, they've just lost, you know, they've just got to make that decision on the spot. It's just, you know, things like this are going to constantly happen mm-hmm. while they have this mm-hmm. these rules and, you know, I really miss the what it used to be. I know the wrestle was in and we've sort of, you know, the wrestle's coming back. So they haven't got rid of the wrestle. Yeah. They got yeah. rid of it for a little while. It's coming back now. Their teams yeah. are figuring out how to ways, get that back the in The coaches there. always find a way. I mean, what I'll say about that, there, 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 were, there were some blunders there and, and whatnot. It certainly cost you a lot. You did literally hand the Dragons eight points yeah. from those those dropouts. Um, well, that first I, one I was, was going to get to which, that. Yeah. that well, was... the first one was almost comical. It's like I reckon the Dragons player ran through that and was thinking, I'm just going to be here in case he does tap it back. And it literally fell into his hands. The second one then, which is where they said they didn't break the plane, so therefore it gives away the penalty goal. So it's eight points there that, that you handed them, basically, out, oh. out of their 12. So Jack, I think Jack White nearly lost his origin spot based on that game. He, was, he didn't um, have a good game. I, no. I looked it up. He made six errors. One mm. stupid... That He was the person that bat, batted the ball back yeah. um, for that try. Yeah, and you know, I actually debate did that go ten meters? It should have been a penalty rather than a. I don't think you can play on from. Yeah, that. that's. It's, so, I think just because they didn't yeah. have the appropriate angles to, to yeah. decide yes or no, um, it was a tough one. But so you, the, that was, one's one yeah. where you just got to live with it. I think. Yeah, but I think still, it just shows you, you, the Raiders. The Raiders just, you know, forgetting all the controversy. I think they're still not a smart team. They had the wind at their back. They never did any. Um, they never kicked early. Like yeah, the dragons. Yeah, ben, that's true. Ben Hunt, that's true. Ben Hunt was a did a first half masterclass in kicking. Played the conditions, um, yeah. Yeah, he did. They had the wind at their back. He was just mm. making Raiders turn and, and chase the ball and he was yep. really you know, Raiders were on top for most of that game, but Ben Hunt kept Dragons in it and then mm. with the errors that the Raiders made plus the, the ref yep. um help, uh they were able to get through. So um, but Tarpanet again, it's, I reckon he's got to be the, the number one prop in the game. He's killing it again. He was he's in the top couple. Again. He's in the top Far couple. Out. He's, um, he's, I hope Raiders can very, hold on to him. Very hard to handle. Very All hard right, handle. I'm going to wrap it up there because, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, we, go for, we go for an hour. We can go for hours on that. Okay. I did, so I did we'll have a private podcast. It's yeah. that I'm all just At the end of round 16, <laughs> Smirks, you did a shocker, three out of eight. Principal and Phantom, oh four out of eight. And good. myself, five out of eight. Poor frog, mate. You've you got two out of eight. It's all right. Yeah, not, a bit, debut the tipping, not a great debut in the tipping. Not a great debut. It's all right. You're not a great debut, but that's fine. Uh, yeah. So anyway, yeah. season wide, uh, smoke's still in the lead at ninety Ooh, out of one hundred. You're closing the gap, though. But I'm closing the gap Ooh. on eighty-eight, and then uh, principal and phantom on eighty, and then seventy-nine for phantom. So, you know, not too bad. Uh, again, I couldn't find the power rankings. I searched a few hours before we record this, and they were not. Published, so Fox hmm. Sports Newsroom is slacking off again. That's okay. Maybe they're getting very yeah. ready for the uh, well, for the old Game Three for you know State of Origin. It, that's it. All the focus is there. They've right, cancelled well. the rankings because it's an unfair system, and yeah. they've gone stuff at the refs have ruined our ranking system. All right. Well, speaking of State of Origin Game Three, uh, team list. It's been announced. Have there been a lot of changes? I don't, uh, a few, I guess. Uh, the Blues are nearly 1-17. to uh, Force change with injury. Payne Haas is out, so they've brought in Jordan McLean. Uh, I heard a very interesting story during the week, actually. A lot of people asked, why didn't they bring Regan Campbell-Gillard back in? Because he played in Game 1, the Parramatta forward. 
I heard a story that apparently in camp during uh, for game one, he was actually taking the piss out of Cleary and a couple of other Penrith players saying that Parramatta own you um, and subsequently has been dropped. Whether there's truth to that or not, I don't know, but is that a case of the Panthers players going, oh, fuck him, we don't want him in the team? I don't know, but I found that interesting. It would not um, surprise me with the... Um with, oh, Cleary looks like know, a little sook bloody crybaby. Yeah. I'll get what I want. I reckon sort of person, he's, so he's got a big me. say in it. For Crichton to still yeah. be in that team, it's yeah. been so underwhelming. It's just, I mm. honestly, I just, you know, yeah, I just, True. I, for him to still be in the team, I know he's, yeah, I just think White could have chucked being put in there. But anyway, it is what it is. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Oh, look, I mean, I, there was never going to be many changes for the Blues. Um, I guess for Queensland, again, the only change to the team was a forced one, um, with obviously uh, Kafusi not available because uh, his father is over in the US and is really, really ill, so he's over there. Uh, so they've, they've brought Tom Gilbert onto the bench, but otherwise the, the, it's the same lineup as Game 2, which surprised me a little bit that they didn't look to tweak a couple of things. I mean, I mentioned last week's podcast, I would have sort of maybe made two or three changes to try and add a bit of starch there. But uh, Billy's remaining very, very loyal to a couple of guys who have probably not performed very well in this series. So they've got to repay the faith now. It's it's like guys like Dane Gagai, um, uh, Papa Lee, uh, the, these sorts of guys. I mean, Jai Arrow was probably a little bit underwhelming in game two. So they've got to, they've got to repay the faith. Um, otherwise, it, it might be the end of their Queensland careers for some of these guys. Yeah, I think they're, they're definitely on the edge, those plays you mentioned. I think I, I sort of like that he's sticking sticking with them. I, I feel like maybe, you know, Papa Lee is only playing 20 minutes in, mm. in the team. So he, it, it's interesting that they're not – I don't know why they're not using him more, but the Raiders have – his minutes have dropped back for the Raiders as well. So mm. I don't Yeah, I don't he did quite, play a little bit less last I, week, yeah. I, I'm not sure what, and his his output has been a bit down from what it was at the mm. start of the year. So I don't know what's going on with him, but you know they had um they they stayed with him, and you know good on them, and yeah. could pay off. He could be yeah. able to, you know, oh, someone look, like I mean, Dan, they'll be, they'll Dan be told, You yeah. know, you got one big crack to win this series, and look, it's at Suncorp, which is going to certainly make Queensland tougher to beat. Uh, so look, I think it's going to be a really really good game. Look, New South Wales. I mean, we we saw what they were capable of in game two, and it's more or less the same team. And, look, Queensland will improve because they're in front of their home crowd. And, uh, yeah, you'd like, I, I would think that the energy from some of the forwards is going to be a lot better. So I think it's going to be a really close game. I think it's, it's going to be one of the, the classics. What did, what did Queensland pay the bookmakers to put them as uh, outsiders by that much? I think on the basis that we lost by 40 points or whatever it was in game two is probably one. Heading up to Queensland. Um, I didn't see that. I'm like, oh, hello. The home, the home, the home ground advantage. New South Wales rarely win up there, and they never win the series deciders up there. So, wow. I um, I think they've you know they've pulled a few strings and gone. We've, you know, we're the underdog to play the players. Under- <laughs> aging players who can't make tackles anymore, and we've got we've got our, our a couple of our strike forwards out now uh, you know we're struggling mate. We're, we're barely holding together Cameron Munster's got a busted shoulder he hasn't played since game two we're, we're, we're literally uh, look I'm waiting for about a flu to run through the I team was, as well which usually happens before I was just thinking that I was we're just, all yeah. 
Are they sick as well? They, they you know, we got they they isolation got bubble. They can't train until the day before the game. Yeah. And, and come Saturday, we're going to hear about this flu going around and yeah. all this. Yeah. Um, but you, you know, know what? You know what? It's it's. We're just going to deal with it, and, and hopefully the Blues take it easy on us, and we'll see. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Uh, speaking, I guess, more about these. Uh, who can pick and be in which team? Uh, don't yep. pick and choose. Two ooze Samoan decision sparks fierce eligibility debate. Mm, I've got I've got my thoughts on this, but I want to hear the principal go first on this one. I think our thoughts might align. Um, yeah, I I just I can't stand this. Every, I think we spoke about it last week. Every mm. origin time we, this comes up, and you know what? Mm. I think it's time that they put t- um, Tonga try and get Samoa up to T one. They can pay them at those international rates, and just say you're either you're selected for Australia, otherwise you don't play a team, and you can choose to play in New South Wales and then lead into the Australian system, or you can go into the Tonga system, and we have to try and find a way to get them more games, you know, the mm. international yeah. games, so they've got that option. Um, but I think it's ridiculous, especially in the middle of a an Origin series. I just mm. I was so frustrated that he's come out and said, you know, I'm going to do this. Luai's yeah. said he's going to hold off until after the Origin series. I'd say he's probably going to do the same. He wouldn't make the Australian mm. team anyway, but I don't no, think it's that much of a problem. Um, but yeah. someone like Toto might. So big chance. I, um, making it. I honestly, I think th- there's you. You play for New South Wales. You play for Queensland. You play for Australia. I think it has to be yep. that simple. And we just stop yep. this. You know, if, it doesn't matter. If you've got that heritage, that's fine, but you have to make a decision. If you're going to, you know, play, you're not going to play, take someone's spot who could have played for Australia and, you know, you know, this is great experience and, you, you know, it's the, the pinnacle of the game really over international footy. That's why a lot of people want to play this and then move across for the for the international mm. internationals. But, um, yeah, I just think it's yep. NRL's got to do something. It's, it's been going on for too long and they just need to make a, a pretty clear line the sand, especially yeah. with the amount of um, sort of Pacific players that that there are in the comp now. It's, it's a different comp to what it was. They've just got to update the rules and make that international scene stronger. Yeah, I think so. I mean, look, here, here's sort of my take. It's, yeah, very, very similar for, for most of that. For me, look, I, I don't have an issue with if there's players who don't make the Australian squad for, like, World Cups and things like that, then say, okay, fine, you didn't make the, the Australian squad, you can play for a Tier 2 nation and it won't affect your future possibilities of playing for Australia if you're eventually uh, are good enough to get selected. I'm, I'm fine with that because then it means those teams, have, it helps them develop, it gives them some high-class players and helps them develop to be, be, to be better teams. But if you're, if you're playing Origin and, and then you, you then decide, okay, well, look, no, no, I'm not making myself available for Australia. I'm making myself available for this station. That's fine. That's your choice. You no longer get to play Origin. Because what people forget is that Queensland and New South Wales State of Origin was originally created to be a genuine selection trial for Australia to make the Australian team. So if you've got guys who are saying, no, no, I'm not playing for Australia. I'm playing for Samoa. That's great. That's an awesome call. You're not playing in our selection trial for our, for our country. And I don't, like, I'm not blaming Ty, he's following the rules. But that's how it should be. I mean, if, if, he decided, if he had said, I'm going to make myself available for Australia, but then doesn't get selected for Australia, fair enough. Then he can go and play for, Tom, uh, for, for Samoa in this World Cup because it helps them out. But you can't, say, be half in, half out. I, I don't like that. Uh, that's, that's my take on it. Um, yeah. 
The way I but see yeah. it is the NRL have got a lot of players that could mm. come in for some of these players anyway. So you know what? They want to they do that there's lots of players. It's not like we've got you know, we'll be struggling to pick a team for Origin. There's well, going to be yeah, plenty and, of players. Well, that's it. And that's the, like, it now denies another New South Wales winger potentially putting a claim in to become the Australian winger. Like, uh, Josh Adokar. He could have been picked yeah. in Toto's place because he wants to play for Australia. Well, he doesn't get the opportunity to impress in State of Origin now because some guy is going to play for Samara is playing, taking his spot. I, I, that doesn't seem right to me. But anyway, what do I know? Uh, we, we, we're Queenslanders, we pick them from anywhere. So. Yeah, I, I <laughs> went back and found that YouTube video of, we're, that's in Queensland. That's in Queensland? That's bloody uh, brilliant. I, I thought like that was that. hilarious because, yeah. yeah <laughs> I didn't know what good. you were talking about last week. I'm like, what is he talking about? It's, anyway. it's brilliant. All right, moving on. Uh, Dolphins furious. Broncos send star packing in swap deal as Walsh Saga takes another twist. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go first this time before Smokes Because I feel we will have different opinions on this one. <laughs> Because I'm going to be, I'm I'm pretty happy about this, but I'll let you go. Yeah, you know, I feel, when I read this, I was like, oh, he's leaving the Warriors, bam, to the Dolphins. They're going to be paying him whatever they can to get Reese Walsh there. And then it was, I think the Warriors said that, you know, the conditions were, it was basically to go back to the Broncos. That that was the conditions. I think that was right, Smokes. That was what... Yeah, the, they're, they're the basically were. told him, and it's it's yet to. I mean, apparently, Kevin Walters come out tonight and said yes, he's he's coming. So it's you know, yeah. there's no club statement yet, but it looks like it's it's in. But yeah, basically, the Warriors have said yes, they'll release him on compassionate grounds, but only to the Broncos, no other club. Yeah, I see. That's the bit I don't like. Uh, you know, the Dolphins. I personally love that yeah. bit. That's my favourite <laughs> bit about. <it. laughs> but you you wouldn't if you're a Dolphins fan. Um, so I, you know, to. For them to release him, and, but there's a condition to one club that basically, you know, for whatever reason said they're not going to the Dolphins, probably because the Warriors think that the Dolphins will be worse than them next year. Broncos are too far up. They don't care. They're never going to get that far. They've probably gone, oh, Maybe. wait, Dolphins may keep us off the bottom of the table um, if, we don't keep, <laughs> if we don't give them a good player. Um, yeah, I didn't like that. I think Dolphins should have... They would have paid more than Broncos for sure. And um, I think does that... You know, I don't think it's a fair way of sort of it's, managing this. If you, you know what Broncos, yeah, it's up. well, also for the other clubs because Reese Walsh is probably going. It's not um, a competitive offer. Mm. It it, well, it basically yeah. is they're going to pay get getting for unders. Dolphins would have probably paid a lot more. I don't know what the what is going back for Brisbane. It can't be that much because Brisbane wouldn't be able to afford him on massive money. He's, be he's apparently going to be getting about four hundred and fifty thousand a season, which is Jeez. slightly more than what the Warriors. I think the Warriors are paying him about four hundred a season. We're going to be paying about four hundred and fifty a season. He he would get double at any of the bottom eight clubs. Oh, he would. Yeah, yeah. So that that's not However, a, that's not that's I not competitive. Attending four hundred and fifty at the moment for a bloke who's only played about twenty or thirty games is probably about right. Yeah, so but, it's, you it's, know, look, yes, it's good for us, yeah. but I do agree. It doesn't fit in with the market of, of what it is. So that's, that's why I didn't like it. I, it basically, mm. you know, it's great for the Broncos mm. if you're a Broncos oh, fan. I feel like, you Bloody know, great. other other clubs um, didn't give them the chance. And I think that that's a weird rule. I know that obviously is, clubs can do what they want with the releasing, but it's just a bit weird. But anyway, your thoughts. All right. Well, first of all, Fantastic signing. It's a kid that the Broncos never wanted to really lose, but they were sort of forced in a position where they had to release him 
Um, a bit of, well, he'd signed to go to the Warriors and then they released him a bit early because whatever reasons. So it's a kid that the Broncos never wanted to lose. And the fact is, he's still only 19. So the Broncos can really work him into their future. And it, it strengthens uh, uh, the spine for the Broncos, which is what they've been working really hard to fix up. And, and you look at the potential backline that the Broncos will have next year. You can have Reese Walsh, Selwyn Cobbo, Corey Oates, Herbie Farmworth, Katoni Staggs, Ezra Mam, and uh, Adam Reynolds. That is just about the best backline in the competition. That is lethal. Um, in terms of the release side of things, I think there's a bit more to it than that. I, I think, from the sense of it, the reason that the, the Warriors have said we're only releasing the Broncos is basically what's happened is, is Reese Walsh has had a breakup with his partner, and they've got like a one year old daughter. His partner's from Brisbane. She's not moving to New Zealand when he goes. So he's like, well, I need to be near my daughter. That's why I need to be released. Fair enough. That's a genuine fair enough reason for a 19-year-old kid who doesn't want to move away from his daughter. So the Warriors said, that's fair enough, but we're only releasing to the Broncos. Apparently the reasons behind it is because there is bad blood between the Warriors and the Dolphins. Now, it hasn't been revealed exactly why, but... Oh, what started been... yet. <laughs> Dolphins. Well, the re- there's reasons behind it. Now, the recruitment officer for the Dolphins, a guy named Pedro Sullivan... Now, he was with the Warriors. He was actually with the Broncos, then he went to the Warriors, and now he's with the Dolphins. Now, I believe part of the reason he was... Re- like, part of the conditions from him being released by the Warriors to the Dolphins was, yes, we'll release you, but you are not to come after any of our players for a period of time. Now, the, it's been revealed the Dolphins made a $2.8 million, to re- $2.8 million offer to Reese Walsh about two or three months ago. Well, that's in breach of his release conditions, I would imagine, because he's gone after their star player. So I think the Warriors are going, well, screw you. Uh, we're not going to release you to the Dolphins because they, they completely spat in the face of the reason why we released this guy. Now, the other thing, the other part of it too is I think the Warriors want to get Tamare Martin from the Broncos because he, he, there's word that he wants to go back to New Zealand. So I think they're thinking, well, if we make this release just to the Broncos, we can get a player swap out of it and, and get it. And Tomato Martin's been fantastic for the Broncos this year. He'd be a great pickup for the Warriors. So I think that's part of it as well. That's why they've made it. It's, it's almost like, well, we're only going to release you to them, but we're going to get something in return as well. So it's, it's not bad. Look, the Dolphins and Wayne can whinge as much as they want. At the end of the day, if the Warriors only want to release him to us, I don't think anyone can really step in and say... No, you can't do that because he's currently, as things stand, contracted to the Warriors. They can do whatever they want with him. Yeah. So I think it's brilliant. I love it. Welcome home, Reese. We're looking <laughs> forward to having you. It'll be fantastic. Broncos. Where, where's where's he going to play? Is he going to play fullback? Fullback. He'll be fullback. Cobble will stay on the wing. Look, I think in a couple of years' time when Reynolds retires, um, Walsh will move to 5'8. There's your man. We'll go to halfback and then Cobble gets his chance at fullback. Um, and let's face it, um, Reynolds is going to miss the odd game here or there, as he has this year, for the rest of the time he's there. So Cobbo's going to get his moments where he goes to fullback. So um, you're not going to try and get the band back together and get Sam Walker back as well? Oh, give him another year or two under Trent Robinson's <laughs> coaching, because he's a pretty good coach, and then we'll take him back too. Because that would be glorious. I, I, it would just make my day. <laughs> You'd make my I day. I couldn't oh, care man. less about the Broncos, but man... It would Screw the Rooters over. That'd be awesome. Yep. As long as they don't <laughs> just break him, right? When he's in the Roosters, as long as they don't break him, they have That's to rebuild it. him. That's anyway. it. That's it. Uh, all right, moving on. Refs behind mistakes in Roosters and Raiders games given quasi spell, demoted from Origin duty. Yeah, you, you uh, as you said, you did read it. Um, look, the, the big thing here, and I heard, um, might have been Paul Kent saying this, and he's 
pretty much articulated exactly why I think a lot of us are thinking. If there is a rule introduced that benefits the team breaking the rule more than it benefits the team, you know, that's supposed to get the, 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 the advantage from it, well, then it's a bad rule. And that's exactly what's happened with the six again rule in those circumstances where a team is up by two points or up by four points and they know, defending their try line, I can just give away six agains. I, I've probably got, I can probably give away about three before I'll get sin-binned. So let's just do that for the final 45 seconds of the game so that we can't lose. It's very simple. Fix. Let the referees actually have a feel for the game. Any person with a natural feel for how that game was going in the St. George um, Canberra game would have known, I know exactly what the Dragons are doing. If they do it, I'm not going to six again. I'm going to penalise so that they actually get hurt on the scoreboard instead of this crap, oh, just wave six again. Just wave it. I tell you what the... Yeah. What, what, I, what the problem is, they just don't play the penalties. It should be penalties, not six again. And you know what, the, you know what over the years when, you know, the NRL have cracked down on a certain type of thing, and, you know, to, to get the cheating out of the game, basically. So, you know, these six agains, now people have rotting the system. Before it would have yeah. been a penalty, but then they got scared of blowing too many penalties. You know what? Yeah. If they actually just did a season of blowing penalties every single time someone did that, you know what would happen the next season? People wouldn't be making those errors. They wouldn't be doing purposely pushing the limits because they wouldn't be they wouldn't be able to because they know they're going to well, get. Well, the, the first get team penalized. to catch on and stop giving away penalties is going to get a yeah, huge advantage, exactly. and then they'll be ahead of everyone else, and then everyone else has got to play catch up. So and and it's the same every time NRL tries to do something over the years. It's even like that shoulder the head high thing last year. They do it for like four weeks. They destroy some of the teams in the process, and they go, "Oh, this is just getting. We can't handle the heat." And then yep. now everyone's back pushing limits of every single thing again. So, well, that's right. Um, I can't remember the last yeah. time a guy went to the bin for a high tackle. It doesn't seem to happen anymore. But it was happening every high tackle last year. Yeah. It's yeah, you're right. So it's just yeah. I mean, how many how many sim bins do you see at the end end of the game as well? Where you know, it doesn't matter if you get seen being the last 30 seconds of the game, right? They just want to slow that, get that, you know what I mean? That happens yeah. all the time. So it's, and yeah. players will push it and push it and go, well, if I get seen being, we've got 20 seconds to go. It happens heaps. And it's mm. just like, it just oh, look, doesn't and, work. And it just doesn't work. Um, in the COVID year, um, Queensland did it. In both the Origin games that they won in that series, uh, towards the death of game one, when they're up by four points, they were doing it. They were giving away, yeah. and they conceded a sin bin. They thought, who cares? We just keep giving away six again. So even if they keep putting guys in the bin, it's only 30 seconds to go. We'll just hold them down for 30 seconds. And and they did it in the decider as well when they're up by six. They made sure to give away six again. And look, I don't blame teams for doing it. That's that's what the rule is at the moment. But refs just need to be smarter with it and just have a feel for the moment and a feel for the game. Yeah. I mean, it'd be cool if they could have that, that option. Six again or penalty if it's, you know, for purpose. Well, you kind of could. You you blow a penalty... But a team can just take a quick tap. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Why exactly. Why just introduce that? Yeah. You can have a quick so, tap, up, tap under any circumstance. At the moment, there's got to be certain criteria for you to be allowed to take a quick tap. Well, no, no. Just blow a penalty, just like in the 90s. Alfie Langer used to yeah. take advantage of this all the time. He'd just take a quick tap all the time. Yeah, yeah. His team would um, be down by two, he'd take a quick tap. He was a f-ing lunatic. But you think that then they'd be able to use their feel for the game, I think, with that. So a penalty for purpose things, you know, if it's just a bit lazy, yeah. 60 yeah. Yeah. Just be Maybe smart. it's too yeah. complicated. I'm going to move us on. Yeah. Uh, Smoke, super coach update. Uh, we scored over 1,000, but we lost, which was disappointing. So we now have a 9-6 and six record. We're still in the top eight, just. 
Uh, we're coming up against team number three this week, and there's like a God knows how many players out because of Origin, so I'm going to have to do some tweaking there and see what we can come up with, but I don't know. All right, moving on to our B <laughs> bets, because you guys just traded beers again this week, so uh, <laughs> the points basically said so the same. I think, technically I, sh- I think technically I should get four beers, because I'm sure that a couple of those Adam Reynolds kicks that went out on my fall led or to assist. Cowboys <laughs> tries, so that's still right. try assists, right? <laughs> Right, yeah, 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 moving on. I, I liked how I very quickly lost my beer bet in the first game of the week. <laughs> in the first half, it was gone. Yeah, that was, that was, that was lovely. Anyway, oh, so confident brilliant. and then it's nothing. Anyway, so the four beers that we gave to Frog, well, they went back to you guys, so I'm just not counting them. Uh, That's anyway, origin-related bet, maybe? Oh, I think it probably needs to be, doesn't it? Um, origin. Um can I just be simple and say Queensland win? No, it doesn't need to be more exciting than that. Go, no, it gets more, more exciting. exciting. I'm that no, sick, no, it's, mate. It's, just put it in. It's fine. Queensland <laughs> to win. Um, and Dane Gagai to score a try. He'll, he'll well, prove the critics wrong. Well, the Phantom and I will both take that one. We'll give Phantom... I'm sure you'll. Four, four bits. He, he, he can go into negative because I reckon he he'll get this one. Yep. He'll he'll get a couple of beers from uh the following week, I think. So Yep. And ooh, what am I gonna go? I'm gonna go I'm taking two it. tries. Two tries between the New South Wales halves. Luai yeah, and Cleary again on fire. Straight down yeah, the middle. I'll I'll take that. I'll take that. Because you know what? we're gonna flatten that little smart ass Luai. And Cleary <laughs> will still be crying too much because like Oh, Regan Campbell-Gillard picked on me in the first camp. So, you know, it's going to smash them both. All Destruction. Right. I'm taking it. Excellent. Is that four beers or two? Four. We're doing four. Oh, yeah. We're oh, doing four, four now because we've got so four, many. Baby. Yep. All right. I'll try to get something up on the Pub Talk Rugby League podcast Facebook page, but I'm yep. feeling right now I'm not making any promises. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> and get then, something. On to round 17's tips. Uh, Sharks and Storm. Let's go with the principal. Uh, ooh, I was going to pick uh, Sharks for this one, but they've got some COVID issues. Hines uh, is out. Uh, yep. I think uh, another one's out as well. Um, I don't know who that is. But Rudolph, I think. Yeah. The prop. Rudolph. The prop. Uh, so yep. I think it evens it up and I'll run with the Storm. I thought it was um much more even game. I mean, I, I thought sh- uh, Sharks had a, a really good chance in that one, but um, mm. yeah, I think that's going to affect their chances. Yeah, yep. no, I'm, I'm the same. I'm going to go the Storm as well. Um, but I th- yeah, if Nico Hines is there, I might have changed my tip, but no, I'll go the Storm. All right. Uh, Knights and Rabbitohs. Knights are the favourite. I'm going Knight. Oh, sorry, Rabbitohs are the favourite. Oh, God, I'm really delirious now. Rabbitohs are the favourite. Knights will definitely not those. be favourites for many games. Yeah, yeah. The last time the Knights were favourites against the Rabbitohs was back in the 90s, I think. Um, Rabbitohs. <laughs> Latrell's playing good footy. Rabbitohs. Yeah. Principal? Yeah, Latrell carved them up. Knights are still right. a very average team. <laughs> West Tigers versus Eels. Should I just assume Eels across the board? Yeah, give me Copy Eels. Paste. But who, yeah. who, know? who knows? Look, they'll win this week because they got belted last week. So, yeah, Eels. West Tigers, mate. Come on. Uh, all right, Broncos versus Dragons. Principal. How on earth are we favourites for that game? We've got 11 first graders out injured or at origin. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that, but Dragons also have up. their key player out for origin, right? So Yeah, yeah well, one. I guess he is their team, but... Yeah, but one. Wow. They only have one matters. key player. 
they have yeah. one key player and he's out. So I reckon yeah. Broncos will get this one. You know, they've, I, they've lost some players. Go they've, still got, they've still got yeah. some good players in the team. I, right? the, I was looking that, before. The good thing is Corey Pakes is back two weeks early from injury. That's massive because, oh, Turpin, I cannot stand him. He needs to go. So, but um, the good thing too no, is that I'm going to the they? game with... I'm going to the game to... with my kids. Huh? Oh, I was just saying they're trying to get rid of Turpin. No one wants him. Yeah, they are. They said no, he's, he's free to leave. The he's gone yeah, at the no end one. of the year. Um, yeah. But no, I'm going, um, uh, going to the game with my kids, and it's actually the 30-year celebration of the Broncos' first premiership from 1992, which was against the Dragons. That's why they're celebrating it this weekend. The, the, the 92 team is going to be doing a lap of the field um, before the game starts. So hopefully that inspires the boys to a very similar performance. So Was it 92-93 where they won back-to-back? 92-93, baby. Against the yep. Dragons? I remember that. Against the Dragons, clearly. it sure was. But no, I'll uh, go to the Bronx, so I'll stick faithful there. All right, and then I'm assuming uh, Queensland for Smokes and New South Wales for the you other ass- three of us? You assume correctly. All right. Yes. We will win well, the decider. That brings your faces. <laughs> that brings us to the end of this episode, our 50th episode. Can you believe we've done half of this? No, happy birthday. Happy birthday, guys. I think I've done all 50. I think I've done our all host 50. has done oh, no, 49. I've, done, I've, not, I've, been, I've not done one. I was. I had you some missed one. one. I, I reckon Prince was done about 46. You haven't missed one. Yeah, any. I've only missed a few. And Phantom's done about three. He's done Two. five. <laughs> I, I think he's done, yeah, done five. He's done ten. <laughs> Happy birthday. We've made it to the half century and, and, yeah, and, and the fans are nearly out of diapers, so that's good. Half century. All right, well, uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, I'm really sick and tired, so I'm going to go straight to bed. <laughs> and I'll get this up whenever I can. Thanks well done to our host. He's battled through today. Bye. Wonderful. Fantastic oh, as right. always. Go, go the Blues. Go the Mighty Maroons and go the Broncos.